1: Welcome
0: back. Welcome back. <laughs> come so back, on in. back in the room. I'm going to click my fingers. This is the Premier League, grind. <laughs> yes. Manchester United have probably had the biggest upheaval. They've had the change of manager. Obviously, Lou Van Gaal's gone. Jose Mourinho's come in. Um, Mourinho's addressed some of the weaknesses in the squad. So he's bought... I, you're going to have to help me who Bailey's first name is. I keep calling him Dennis, but that's because he used to play for QPR. <laughs> and I'm assuming it's not him.
2: Uh, I, it's, don't, I don't really know, you know what his first name is, actually. It's Eric.
0: It's what? Is it Eric? I think you might be
2: right. Oh yeah, it might be.
0: Yeah, I was getting confused between Dennis and Gary because, of course, he's played for Manchester United, didn't he? Oh yes. Um, and they bought Henrik and, um Zlatan. They bought Ibrahimovic, and oh god, if it ever ends the saga, Paul Pogba.
2: Um, It'll probably end on the final day. Oh, the, yeah. the, the, this is one of those transfers that that won't go away until the final day, and it will be Jim White on his phone on Sky Sports News. We said this last week. Saying, oh, well, this deal's almost done. And then it gets done at, like, 11 o'clock. Well, no Manchester United, it'll be half 11. And they'll be like, oh, the paperwork. It's all very difficult to email some stuff around. Even though we've only had since June to do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, there's obviously these faces that have come in. um, and You kind of think, where are these people going to slot in? Uh, And you kind of think... The future for people like Schweinsteiger, Rooney, Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, um, Mark. Where are Manchester United at the moment? Is it too early to say they're title contenders?
3: Absolutely. I watched them. I know it was only a friendly and a testimonial uh, for Wayne Rooney, but I think that there was a lot of the the old problems were still there, and understandably so. You can't you can't change things in two months. You know, even if you bring in a few new faces, they still look a little bit lacking in pace. Um, lacking in width to some extent, um, I think it's going to take a few more players. Perhaps Pogba, being uh if he if he comes in and plays as his reputation um, demands, then he could be the one that really changes the way that Manchester United play. But I think defence is certainly something that they're not. They don't strike fear into you, man in United's defence. I don't see them being titled challenges because of that. I don't, even though they bought Ibrahimovic. Bizarrely, I still don't see enough goals in that team. I don't know why. They've got Rooney, they've got Martial, they've got Lingard, they've got Memphis to Pye, they've got whoever else. Rashford. Rashford. I I don't know, I just don't see them blowing teams away like the old Alex Ferguson teams, and in the same way that you can imagine Manchester City will blow teams away. So, although I can see them finishing top four, I don't think they're real title challengers yet, even though they're probably second favourites, I imagine, with the bookies.
0: I reckon Zlatan's some kind of it's a very needless signing. I don't think they need him. He's um because we could get him, we got him. So now they've got the problem where you have to pay him because he's not the sort of person you buy them bench. Uh you've got Rashford, you've got Martial who um is where uh, quite a lot of their goals came from last season, both those players. And then you've got Rooney who pretty much is your fourth choice striker. This could be his last season at United, couldn't
3: it? Mm. I think Ibrahimovic is just box office signing, that's what it is, but it's also, you know, w- would M- uh, Mkhitaryan have signed for them, rather than say Man City or Real Madrid mm. perhaps if there was interest, if Ibrahimovic had not gone there, would Pogba, would Pogba definitely sign for Manchester United as it seems they will, had Ibrahimovic not gone there first and made it seem, you know, even more glamorous than Manchester United is, I don't know, I think I think it is, they signed him because they could. And he's better than Rooney in this sort of creative forward veteran player.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, well, I, for me, it was it was an interesting one because I was always wondering, will Mourinho make the same mistakes that he always makes? And it's ignore the youth set, the youth setup and then buy players that probably won't benefit your team in that much in the long run. Um, and and that's what he's doing. Like Ibrahimovic, as we said, it's a very needless signing. You know, I was looking at that squad thinking they need players around the strikers to create more, not another striker. Because then you leave people like Rashford and Martial and Depay out in the cold, potentially. And I think Mourinho's already said that he'd prefer um, really need to play a striker effectively again, so which causes a whole heap of another problems.
0: Yeah. Um, Colin, but... can I address a little book there with you? Not with you, but about United. Go on. Uh, people are talking about Pogba coming in and saying even though it's going to cost £100 million, this is still a fantastic signing because it's a very shrewd signing because they're going to make a whole lot of money back through shirt sales and he'll be there for the next 10 years and he'll still have a buy sort of, you know, sell back value and all this sort of thing. This is a player they let go for free and are buying for £100 million. Um, It doesn't seem like good economics to me.
1: Well, it's it's not. It's, It's not good economics, but but, I mean, he um, didn't make many fail- mistakes, did he, Sir Alex Ferguson? But uh, that was one of them. Yeah. Um, uh, the thing is, I don't think Mourinho cares. I think if the money's there and Manchester United are willing to put it up, and it sounds like they are, then I don't think Mourinho could care less. And and I do think Pogba is that good. I, I think I think he's amazing. Um, so if you get him, I think they'll... They're in good shape. Yeah, but can, can I just say something? Because I, I, I don't know, is there an elephant in the room that we haven't mentioned yet, Mark? Which is the manager, right? Mourinho. Are we all of a sudden just saying Mourinho's a great manager again? No. What Absolutely last not. Year?
2: Absolutely no. not. No.
1: This, this is the thing. Cause, I mean, I don't know if you saw the report today, but Bastian Schweinsteiger, we've still got a couple of years on his contract he's been made to train alone and with the under 23s since Mourinho took over Uh, um, and you know different organisations that represent players one called FIFA Pro has said that it's bang out of order and it's bullying I mean this is a guy who's a legend for Germany I think he's got he's 120 caps and he's making train on his own right does that not smell of the Jose Mourinho that we had all the problems with at Chelsea. Bullying players. Mm. And and I think M- Manchester United, for all those Glatans and the Roonies, or, or possibly a Pogba, I, I don't know. I've just got a funny feeling that uh, I haven't forgiven Mourinho yet, and I don't think he's forgiven. potentially as... Well, I, I don't think he's... I think his, his stock has fallen. And I think people have just automatically assumed, oh, we'll just scratch what happened at Chelsea last season. And we'll just remember him from his good days. Um, I, I, Manchester United is a massive team. And Jose Mourinho's got a massive ego. And I just wonder if the two might clash.
2: I think we were saying this last season, I think we were saying that Mourinho... We were all saying Mourinho is not the man for United, and there was a few other managers that were like people like Pochettino that were, were, were we were saying would be a better fit. Now Mourinho is not going to be there in three years' time because he's never a club for more than three years, so you know he's not going to build a, a massive sort of you know team with all this underlying youth talent in because that's not what he does. And Mourinho has already made mistakes. Schweinsteiger is one of them. Apparently, it might not have been his decision, but Zlatan took Martial's shirt number. I don't know if you saw this a couple of weeks ago, but that caused a bit of an uproar. Um, it's this really weird scenario where it's like, well, we're Zlatan, so he gets what he wants. doesn't matter about the other players. And then Schweinstager, who you can imagine is quite an influential figure, he said, well, we'll just put him with the kids. It doesn't make much sense to me.
0: Depends how popular well, he well, this is in is the dressing room,
2: doesn't it? Do you, do you not think Schweinsteiger would be a popular person in the dressing room? But it's just one of those things where a player like him, with the status he's got, you'd think keep him around to sort of you know, motivate the team, unless he was being a bad influence. But I, I can't see that being the case.
0: Um, I don't it... know, because Matter seems to have had a bit of game time, doesn't he? And he fell out spectacularly before.
2: But there's always those rumours that, that Matter will still go, be let go before the end of the window. And if, if Pogba does come in, you know, is it going to be one of those things where, well, we need to make some money from somewhere, do we sell matter? Hmm.
1: I, I just, I, the thing that just sticks in my mind is that after Sir Alex left, there was Moyes. And OK, he failed, he didn't do well. But Moyes, isn't, <clears throat> he isn't a clown manager. He's a good manager, right? Um, then they had Louis van Gaal, who's a great manager. He failed at Manchester United. Now we've seen that Ryan Giggs, who has being groomed, he's been given the boot, definitely from Jose, and now we're just automatically meant to assume that because this wonder god Jose Mourinho has walked in, that Manchester United are now all of a sudden potential title winners. I I don't see it myself. Well, I think the, the
3: lack of success for the last four years, other than the FA Cup last season, um, it's... it's um... It's almost unpalatable for Manchester United, and it's obviously came to the point where they felt they had to sell their soul and get Mourinho in uh, to try and guarantee them, if you like, some sort of shot at success again because they couldn't deal with being, you know, fifth in the league in the Europa League, not winning anything uh, anymore for the for the size of the brand and the, all that sort of all that sort of thing. Um, so I think they've 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 bitten the bullet, sold their soul, and brought Mourinho in. With all his faults and all his baggage and all his history, as we said, and as and, and as you rightly said, Colin, it's all been last season, but plenty more before that has all just been whitewashed over, hasn't it? The sea
0: change in United fans is pretty big, and you think last season and for the last ten years their attitude towards Mourinho, um, and now all of a sudden he's with them,
2: they've changed mm-hmm. their mind quite a lot, haven't they?
0: There was always yeah, I, that I, sort I was... of
2: mocking of Chelsea fans. Chelsea, you know, boring champions and, you know, oh, oh, I wouldn't see Alex playing this, this formation or Manchester United will, will always play attacking football, will never play as a Mourinho team. And then now they're a Mourinho team, which are going to have the same tendencies, which, and they're like, oh, this is exciting, which not. You, you've just changed,
3: completely changed your tune. Yeah. I thought, I thought Guardiola was a more natural fit for Manchester United, but obviously he was tempted by, by other things at Man City so
0: yeah I mean they've got Europa League haven't they uh, Manchester City how much is that going to hamstring them uh, Manchester United how much is that going to hamstring them
3: not much if they, they, they're they stockpiling quite a few players aren't they now um, whereas their squad was a little bit thin I think the last few years so if they if they don't let go of too many and they do bring in Pogba and maybe even another one they've got enough decent players to cover all of that make a a reasonable fist of going for the Europa League um, which, although it's not, again, it's going to be probably as high in their list of priorities as the league cup is. But again, it's Manchester United, it's revenue, it's exposure. You know, they've got all these. Um, and and they're talking about the Pogba deal, for example. Oh yes, okay, he's he's costing hundred million pounds when they let them go for free it's not shirt sales where they're going to make the money back from it's all these endorsement deals with turkish airlines and dhl and you know and the advertising of and using these players and their image around the world that's where they make the money from is these commercial partnerships that they've got so as much exposure to the for those um brands that they're associated with the better so they will make sure probably they, they've, they've tried to make sure before, but obviously they didn't have the right people in place. They're going to make sure they make a good fist of every competition they're in, including the Europa League.
0: OK. Um, Colin, are Leicester City going to be the first team that gets relegated as champions?
1: No, not at all. Where would you think they're going to end up? Um, well, I've got my little list in front of me and I've put them as fourth. Really? Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's very easy and i think it's i think some people have fallen into the the same sort of mindset that we had at the start of last season that oh yeah it's going to be manchester city it's going to be chelsea uh, um these guys are going to win it easily and then leicester through finished the season before that really well continued that into the new season then never stopped and the thing is they've they've kept the momentum going um they've lost kante for fair enough as it currently stands i have still got Mares. still got Vardy
0: yeah, are they going to have them um, at the end of
1: August though oh well definitely Vardy because of the new contract are mm-hmm. you sure
0: um, they, 20 million doesn't seem an awful lot of money for Jamie Vardy he signs a new contract all of a sudden Arsenal desperate because they don't want Lacazette they've only got Giroud and Wolcott and they've missed out on Icardi suddenly think oh, let's go back in for Rem Jamie Vardy again
2: but I think Vardy would still reject them. You I think, think that's. Uh, I think so. I d- I don't. They're playing. They're
1: the playing Champions League.
2: I wouldn't want the. There's no appeal for, for for him to leave for Arsenal at this point, considering. Well, I mean, he's getting enough chances at Leicester to score goals. He's never going to get. Like,
0: a, he's never going to get a move to a bigger club.
2: I think if he plays this season at Leicester, I think he'll be in a bit. Especially if Leicester drop down a little bit then he's in a much better position to get the move it'll probably cost the club a, be, he's buying him a little bit less but he'd he'd have played this Champions League no matter what and the squad Leicester have got are pretty good they, they gave a good fist of it against Barcelona in their recent friendly so would you leave for Arsenal where you've, you've got a lot more pressure on you to be the sole striker and to, and to score every single goal which I think Arsenal pretty much have at this point a lot of pressure
0: okay um, yeah did anyone see the story about Jamie Vardy and his dog
2: apparently it's not true is it not Oh. Well, he, his, his wife has said it's not true yeah that's true yeah for
0: anybody not listening he's basically about <clears throat> he basically did to his dog what um, Ziggy and the wire did to his pet
1: duck it, it was a club dog wasn't it yeah. You heard this Mark. The club masc- Um,
3: I didn't go into, into it. I saw a couple of lines of this story, but go on, elaborate for
1: us. But it's like the club dog that's also sort of like the mascot or something like that. And apparently he put some Stella. Was it Stella? In the dog bowl? Yeah. And the dog drank it all. So he gave it like another, so did it like another three or four times. And then the next day the dog was dead. And he said you know, fucking great banter. And it's like, how, what a giggle that was. And um, obviously, yeah, that sort of like went viral on Twitter. I think it was meant to be an excerpt from his book. But his wife said, don't be stupid, you know, he hasn't killed a dog. It, I, I can
2: imagine there's quite a bit of that. Maybe the dog was sort of, you know, barking at him all the time. So he did the church should get banged thing that everyone keeps doing every time Vardy scores a goal. Did right. he, he's not
0: the first footballer to fall foul of his dog on Twitter, is he? Anyone remember um, Kyle Walker?
3: Oh, what did he do? Did his dog take a photo of him?
0: Dog take a photo? It? Like,
3: did his dog take a photo <laughs> of him? Says, no, do- I know what his dog is doing. I know what his dog is doing. <laughs> <laughs> and you involved the photograph.
0: <laughs>
3: Either of you two remember?
0: No. Oh, all right, you're going to have to Google it because I'm not describing it on here. This is a family show
3: put it this way the dog was getting more than pedigree chum for its dinner that night yeah. all right okay <laughs> oh
1: right yeah
3: <laughs> there we
0: go Ryan your mind is too innocent for this I don't remember that yeah, clearly yeah. um, I clearly avoided this so far <laughs> yeah well they've signed uh, Ahmed Moussa haven't they Leicester have uh, Raul Rubio uh, Luis Andes all these people um, they've lost Kante they had that winning spirit before Kante didn't they he only joined last summer and they had that tremendous End of season, avoiding relegation run. Season before last, so it's not like you know, he's the be all and end all. They've, then they bought replacements in for him.
3: Mm, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard with the Champions League as well. And now everybody's gonna be wise to to Leicester, and they're gonna devise different plans and, and ways to combat them and so on. Um, I don't see them struggling like as you sort of introduced at the beginning. But I think if they finish in the top eight this year. Given that, and given that they had quite, they didn't have a particularly deep squad last year. They just were fairly lucky with injuries, which you know they probably possibly won't be this season with with more games. I think if they finish in the top eight, that that can be deemed a decent season for them in their title defence.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, other other title contenders. I'm going to go with. There's another three teams here. I'm going to go with. Um, let's go with Arsenal first of all. They've lost. They've lost Mikel Arteta Thomas Riziki and Mattia Flamini um now you can say well they didn't do an awful lot anyway but that's that sort of solid back three midfield that they had uh they signed Granit Xhaka kind of to replace all three of them they haven't signed anybody else at all um it must be very frustrating being an Arsenal fan they missed out on Icardi a few years ago they have been linked with uh, with Higuain a few years ago they've been linked with Mario Icardi nothing's come of that um Lacazette has been linked. I wouldn't be over the moon with that if I was an Arsenal fan. They've got £150-odd million pounds sat in the bank. Why isn't any of these people bidding through Lukaku?
2: I don't know what it is with Arsene Wenger. I don't know if he's just insanely lazy or if he just thinks that Giroud is still an amazing striker. Because every, this happens every summer and January. It's You know sit around for most of the summer thinking, that'd be fine. And then you play your first game and you think, oh, actually, I need a couple of extra players here. And then you start panicking and the the rumours about Mahrez continue as well. And you just think, that's not the player Arsenal need. Arsenal don't need another creative player. They need a striker. There's some weird stats about how many chances Ozil actually creates compared to how many assists he actually gets because Giroud doesn't finish any of them. Morata's and another just, one they've been linked
0: with as well, isn't he?
2: But Even that, is going to cost, what, about £65 million if he wants to leave Madrid. He's only just gone back to Madrid. It, it's one of those tough ones where you think, why, yeah, you, why aren't they bidding for Lukaku, considering that Chelsea are going for him?
0: Well, exactly, it, yeah.
2: Yes, he costs a lot of money, but Arsenal are in desperate need of a striker.
0: Did he have a really tough upbringing, Arsenal, Wenger, where he hardly had any food on his plate and now he sort of cherishes every penny he has?
2: maybe it was one of those things where if he get if he was given pocket money he was one of the kids that went well, you know what I'm going to put this in the bank.
0: Well, it was my birthday. Save life. it for later. It was my birthday last week, and I got given a gift voucher for Waterstones, and I've been in there about five times this week already, and I'm not bought a thing. I got, this is how must be feeling because I keep looking at all these books, thinking, do I buy one now because there's about two or three I really like, or do I wait until you know Jonathan Wilson's next book comes out or something like that
2: unless it's one of those things where he's one of those people that has to wait until it's on sale and then when it is finally on sale he misses out because he overslept
0: yeah but they're never going to be on sale the prices of well this is are, it they're just going to keep going up and up and
2: up aren't they he's always looking for a good deal but then yeah when you're looking at Lacazette for like the rumoured like 35-40 million you know you're thinking Arsene Wenger doesn't like to splash the cat unless it's for a former Real Madrid or Ars- a Barcelona man so it's tough Do you know what? If
0: they'd gone at that 4 million three years ago for Higuain, they'd have a monster of a team at the minute, wouldn't
2: they? Yeah. Arsenal's a lot of missed opportunities, isn't it, I think? Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, Mark and Colin, uh, I listened to a different podcast earlier on this morning, and someone on there said that um, they described Arsene Wenger as probably the most insightful man in football, except when it comes to Arsenal. Is that fair enough?
3: Uh, it's probably very true you know he's he's built up some very good teams and uh, he obviously knows a good player when he sees one especially a good youngster and he can develop players and so on but he's got some kind of blind spot, blind spot or stubbornness when it comes to knowing where his first team is particularly weak and I think everybody else in the country can see it
1: okay Connie, what do you reckon I I, th- I think you're all being very harsh on Arsene Wenger Um I think it's it's almost like the done thing now, especially for inverted commas pundits to have a go at Arsenal Wenger. It's been going on for about five years. This is his last year. This is his last year. Arsenal the shit. Arsenal the shit. They finished second last year.
2: Yeah, they but that, that, sixty-five that's, goals. That's in a season right? so, where
1: really they should have won it.
2: If, if you if you know, Leicester aren't a team. You can say the same about Spurs or City as well. Absolutely, but th- that's the thing in a season where. Arsenal are the team finishing second, and it's Leicester winning the league. The, the, the logic should dictate that Arsenal, and they they bottled it quite significantly. You know they should have won. They should have won the league because of that position. If, if you know, if Leicester aren't there, they should
3: be winning the league surely. Here's a, here's. A, I don't know how exact the stat is. I've just thought of it. There, right? Arsenal Wenger, hasn't he qualified for the Champions League every single year? That he's yep. been so, so that's basically 20 years on the trot they finished in the top three or top four how many times have they won the league in that time how how can how can a team be contenders so often but then only convert one in every have they won three leagues under under Wenger. i think it's three how can a team win the league three times out of 20 when they've been in contention? There's something. There's something wrong there, and, but, and and they've not won it since what 2004, 2005, 2004. And that's what,
0: I think that's not taken into account their Champions League um run as well when they qualify for the Champions League every time and made the final once since then. What? Yeah, and, and where and the, they go, the, where the, have yeah. they gone since then? They got to the semis since quarters. Well, because
2: every, every year isn't it they, they go out the same round every year the as well. 16, that's isn't the thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there's there's something deep rooted there. I know Wenger is a good manager, Colin. I'm not. I don't think anybody's going to going deny that he's built something amazing at Arsenal. But there seems to be this uh, this blockage now, and it's it's been getting tougher tougher and tougher to break through. Whatever this is over the last ten years, and it's it doesn't show any signs whatsoever of of, of breaking through now. I don't know why he's us to pay out the money because he, he spent money in his first four or five years, didn't he? On Henri, he took a chance on Henri and paid a lot of money. He bought Vieira for a big amount of cash. He bought Petit. He bought Overmars. He bought a lot of good players for a decent amount of wedge in his first five or six years at Arsenal, and it and, and it worked out very well for him. That's when they won the majority of their trophies. And okay, they they the club was saving a lot of money to finance that stadium to not put them in so much hock. Um, But now that that's not an issue, and then you've got all this new television money and all the new money from the new stadium and everything else, he doesn't seem to be able to get past this mentality of of not paying the market value for the best players. And the best players will come to Arsenal. It's London. It's a top-four club. They pay well. It's high-profile. They're in the Champions League every year. They tick almost every box. So why aren't Arsenal winning the league more often or or seriously challenging because they don't go down to the wire even they fall away every march and finish third or fourth or last year they only finished second because Tottenham fell away in the last few games and they were never threatening Leicester really for the title not in the last six or seven games Leicester were nailed on so to me the one um constant factor in that let's let's call it failure because now you're at Arsenal's level it is failure one consistent factor in all of our, all of that time is Arsene Wenger
0: Colin name the last time Arsene Wenger bought both a decent centre half a, a top quality same level as um, you know what you'd expect for a team challenging for the title the top quality centre half and striker
1: I, I don't know all, all, all I'm saying is that you could throw these sort of accusations at everybody you know so. Oh, Arsenal won anything? They won the FA Cup twice in a row. They Ooh. won it for the last two years. It's a tr- it's a trophy, right? What what, yeah. have, what have all these other great managers done? Well, the, you the, know, he,
2: there's a debate on it, on whether he's a great manager or not. I think that you know everyone thinks he's a great man manager and everything. It's just the I think it's just the spending issue. And the Arsenal is the Arsenal fans that are, are struggling the most because every season they think actually we're going to be okay, and then as Mark said, March time rolls around, and then it now it, it it fails away again
1: because there's there's that one missing piece there's 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 one answer to all all I'm not only got you guys but all you, you naysayers if you can give me a name of a manager who's going to do a better job and last season Arsene Wenger finished second with Arsenal if you can give me a name of a manager who would have made him finish top of the table, let me know who that person is because sometimes you know you don't always get what you wish for. And sometimes a guy that you berated is probably better than... The grass isn't always greener, yeah? So, I mean, if you guys are saying, oh, right, well, they're going to get Klopp, or, or they're going to get Guardiola, or something like that, then cool, but they're not. So so who's the next guy, then? Who's who's the new Wenger? who's going to be so much better than him? John Sitton. <laughs> <But, laughs> here's here's a problem, a big problem big though, big isn't big. it? <laughs> we, the names don't jump out, do they? No, they don't. You're right. No. Um, Alright, Colin. So
0: here's. They could get their wish at the end of the season. Arsene Wenger has got 12 months left in his contract. Will he be manager next season? Yes. Yeah? Uh, now, is that because. I think I... Is that because he's a really, really good manager, and Arsenal have the best manager there, or is it because uh, Ancelotti, Klopp, um, Guardiola, Conte, all those top quali- those top name managers have just taken something somewhere else, and they won't be
1: available? Um, potentially, I mean, I, I think all those names that you mentioned, I think one of the problems is with all these, you know, super managers, is that they're not all going to win. So so someone's going to be in the firing line, someone's going to lose, um, and someone's going to look a bit silly. But I don't think Arsene Wenger is going to be one of them. Um, he'll just do what Arsene Wenger do- does. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if The fact that you guys couldn't name a replacement for him is the reason why I think he'll be the manager next season. It might just be a one-year rolling contract, something like that.
0: Okay. Um, Mark, do you fancy a circle jerk?
3: Um, <laughs> you know, I, every week I come on this podcast and I, <laughs> I, and I sit here with my fingers crossed, hoping you're going to ask me that, and you never do. <laughs>
0: well, there we go. We can, me and you, we can join all the journalists now because we're going to talk about Pep Guardiola.
3: Okay, let's do it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I'll zip my flies. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's got his protect. He's got his PPE on, and he's ready and waiting. Um, well, uh, Manchester City have actually just made my favourite signing possibly of the summer so far. Marlos Moreno they signed today who has just won the Copa Libertadores with uh, Nacional. Um, they signed him for less than £5 million and he's gone on loan to Deportivo so watch him next season because he will be absolutely fantastic. Um, Pep has signed I've got no idea about first names here uh, Gundogan uh, Nalito
3: Ilkay, Sorry? Ilkay, Ilkay Gundogan
0: Right, OK. He's not a gun with a dog, then, or the other way around. Um, gun gun No. Uh, Nelito, they signed, and they've signed Leroy Sane, and they signed Jesus as well, didn't they, today?
2: Gabriel. Gabriel yeah, Jesus,
0: okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, Nelito, he's 29 years old, he scored 39 games in 103 games for Celtic Vigo. That sounds all a little bit meh to me. Um, the big problem Manchester City, people have been talking about, is this squad is all growing old at the same time. So signing Nalito isn't really going to help when you've got Company and Torre who are always injured or getting old. Um, he's not really addressing that problem, is he?
1: They're going to get John Stones, aren't they? Are they?
3: Probably. But the thing is, you can't, you can't just bring in all youth. You've got to bring in some players who are at their peak and some players who are approaching, uh, approaching their peak. So, you know, you can't just bring in all 21-year-olds. You have to bring And Nolito, from what I've seen of him, is a is a very decent player. He's been a decent player in the um, Spanish League for quite a few years. Goal scoring winger, I think he'll bring a lot more to the table than Navas, for example, has done for them over the last three or four years. Um Sane, I don't know a lot about. Again, one of these new up-and-coming up and, rising, up and coming stars out of Germany. John Stones, I think it's almost inevitable that he will go. It just depends when Manchester City decide that they will hit the price that Everton are after, which is allegedly £50 million. Plus Raheem are... Sterling? They've got Raheem Sterling, of course, still there.
0: No, no, sorry, I thought he was part of the deal, wasn't he? I heard.
3: No, no, we we'll, we'll, can, they can keep him. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> then uh, you know, Aguero's still brilliant at the peak of his career. Uh, that Ike and Nacho, I was very impressed with him, the bits and pieces I saw of him last season as a backup striker. More, I was more impressed with him than I was with Boney, for example, who just looked like he was, um, uh, you know, part-time footballer picking up his wages, uh, at Man City. Um, I think their defense is where they need to strengthen, especially if companies, um, gonna be injured for any great period of time. So, um, yeah, I think he's, he's maybe I think they're still going to be of course they're going to be favourites for the championship this year but again maybe they're building the team for five years' time as much as they are for this year
0: Okay Brian are they a bit light in defence do you think?
2: Absolutely um, everything that Mark said is bang on point because um, the Sané transfer was a bit of a weird one I saw uh, something on Sky Sports and I can't remember, it was one of the former Manchester City players said oh he's going to play really well and it will really push um, Sterling to the side which in itself is a is another conversation with how Sterling's transfer has gone. Um, you know, for his career. You think that's more a statement but, about Sterling than signing, do you? Uh, yeah, I think that's more. Sterling has definitely not worked out. It was probably a mistake to buy him. Um, it, I think Sterling's going to become one of those players that we sort of touched on earlier, one of those bright up and coming players that had a great season somewhere. And now that he's signed for the big club. But I'm not saying they live for one, a big club, but, you know, it has taken that, the that biggest. big money move. Um, <laughs> the big money move. He's only going to look... He's only going to fall down the, the tree again in terms of different clubs. Uh, but Man City are definitely in need of defenders. I think John Stones, they will pay the 50000000 million, let's be honest. They're not worried about money. Um, no one in the league seems to be worried about money anymore, especially with Crystal Palace bidding £30 million on players so the stones deal will probably happen they probably need another one just you don't want to see damage here play again uh,
0: ok um, that's right listeners you heard a Chelsea fan complaining about teams spending too much money <laughs> um, Colin uh, the Champions League playoff draw is tomorrow Manchester City could get one of Roma Monaco Stabby uh, Young Boys Burn or Rostov some of those ties are quite difficult can't they
1: Well, I suppose any tie could be difficult, but um, I, I don't see Manchester City struggling with it. Um, really? I mean, I, I think, to be honest, arguably Manchester City have got the best manager in the, the world right now. Maybe in inverted commas. I mean, I know he hasn't done anything the Premier League before, but uh, um, I mean, I think pet has been brought in. I mean, Pellegrini didn't do a bad job but um, I think it's been brought in for, for two things one, one to win the league and one, one to also win the Champions League I think the Man City owners want that um, I don't know if they're going to do it this year um, but yeah I'm, I'm sure Manchester City will be absolutely fine
0: are, are we talking about the Premier League winners do you think Colin? No No? Okay uh, Well we'll come back with, I tell you what, we'll do a little predictions thing at the end shall we um, Spurs then Uh have they got enough help for Kane? They've signed Victor Wanyama in midfield. Um what's more important to Spurs? A title bid or assuming they finish in the top four, going really far in the Champions League?
2: Both. And that's a big cop answer. <laughs> but you know, Spurs fans are I think I think Spurs fans are getting, you know, optimistic now because the squad is a good they squad, you know. Are they ahead of themselves, or are they... I don't think right so. Field, I think last, se- last season, I think they played fantastically well. Um, they just needed that sort of... Those couple of extra more experienced players, perhaps. Because the squad's still relatively young. Um, you know, when you've got people like Dele Ali playing sort of his... Every game, you know, he's, he's still learning. So it, it's difficult. And they've got a very, very good squad of young players... And once they start hitting their, their peaks, you know, looking at title bids and going quite far in the Champions League shouldn't theoretically be too much to ask. OK.
0: Um, Mark, Terry Kane played under-21s last summer uh, tournament. He's played the Euros this summer. He's knackered, I should imagine. Have they got enough help for him?
3: Um, Not that I can... Not that I can see, no.
0: No. Yeah. You think it's good, that could be the... That their biggest Achilles heel do you think they can sign anyone for the end because they've you've not heard their name be mentioned an awful lot have you with um, Mm. some of these big name players I mean you know I'm going to say say his name again Lukaku Um, Mm -hmm. I could see him going to another English club this transfer window you know again Spurs is another team that's been relatively quiet isn't
3: it Um, they're not they're not in the same bracket as the uh, Manchester United and Manchester City big club or not they're not in that bracket so they're 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 shopping in a different market, really. So they're looking for the Tottenham are looking for the next big thing rather than your Ibrahimovic or your um, uh, Iguain or, or well even Lukaku. I suppose he probably fancies himself at a level above Tottenham. Um, so Tottenham are, are looking at a different type of player. Really, they're looking for somebody twenty million pounds. your up and coming striker from a certain country who could be a, a Manchester City player one day and perhaps there's not so many of those available at the moment and perhaps not at the right price you know a lot of those players are probably the, the clubs are knowing that english clubs have got all this money and tottenham finished you know third last year maybe tottenham are just getting quoted ridiculous prices as soon as they're even sniffing around a player and and that kills them straight away and levy is of course a levy is a, a notoriously good um negotiator in the transfer market maybe they will Pounce late and find somebody that they're looking for when it all gets a bit more panicky. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think it's going to be very hard for Tottenham to reproduce the season ahead last year.
1: Alright. Colin, sure. do
0: you reckon they can finish top four?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think uh, last season Tottenham had their best season in years, maybe a decade. Qualified for Champions League. Um, I think Tottenham's job number one was to keep their players and they've done that i think i think that was more important than you, you know potentially bringing people in um so i think they're, they're doing that work well um i i don't share the pessimism about harry kane i still think he's a good player and he's been written off before people say he's was- a
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. Uh, you well,
1: know, I'm not writing him off. I'm just saying he might be knackered because he keeps
0: playing through the summer as well.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, he he, he was dreadful, wasn't he, at the Euros But um, then he was taking corners and, and free kicks and silly things like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm very happy what Spurs have done. Yeah, In, interesting. Keep, keep the momentum.
2: I think interestingly, I think that's, you know, one of the reasons they've been able to keep a lot of their players. I think Harry Kane having the, the Euros that he did has been very beneficial for Tottenham, really. And I think if he would have gone out and banged loads of goals in, like he did mm. throughout the season, you know, we're probably looking at a very different marketplace for him and for Tottenham. Mm. So for, for, for him to have played the way he did, I think it's very beneficial to them. Maybe not for the first couple of games. He's going to be tired, as you said. I think once he scores a goal, because um, I, I think it happened at the start of this season Last season as well Where first couple of games He was a bit sluggish um, Then he got a couple of goals And everything was alright again
0: mm. Yeah, okay um, Right, I'm going to start talking about Some of the teams chasing the European places And maybe scraping the top four I'm going to start with Everton Because I've seen two players linked with Well, not linked with I've seen their names mentioned in the same sentence as Which I think is probably all you need nowadays um, I've seen Robbie Van Persie and, probably a bit more excitedly, Julian Draxler linked with Everton. Can you see either of those coming off?
3: Um, Van Persie, no. I think he's probably at the the opposite end of his career that Everton are particularly looking for. Um, Draxler is one of these players who's been mentioned with... Let's say bigger, bigger names than Everton, bigger clubs than Everton, or or bigger brands than Everton, wherever you want to put it. So I'd be shocked if either of those come off. Um, Everton are going to be kissing a lot of frogs before we find princes, just because of this newfound money that we've got. So we've only signed one so far. Probably we're only going to sign another couple. I imagine the the fight is to keep Lukaku and Stones, um, which at least one of them is going to go. I think if Everton finish in the top eight that could be considered a good season this year, bearing in mind where Koeman is taking over from Martinez. It's going to take... It, it took Martinez 12 to 18 months to ruin what Moyes gave him. It'll take Cumin at least 12 months to make any kind of improvement to what Martinez has given him. All right.
0: Um, yeah, apparently he's a bit fed up with life in Turkey um, with the current climate there. Apparently, all we your signings so far this summer, they've come from Coventry, Oldham, Fulham and Aston Villa.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we find yeah we've signed some young lads to go in the uh, reserves or whatever um, and Everton have got quite a few um, promising players coming through into the towards the first team um, and I honestly don't remember gay being that great for Aston Villa but then nobody was great for Aston Villa so he could have been he could have been I, I saw somebody mention a tweet um, I, you know um, Seb Stafford Bloor who's yeah. on Twitter he he said that he'd be a fa- and I always respect what he says. Um, he said he'd be a fantastic signing for Everton as good as Kante I think was something or, or or as potentially as good as Kante was for Leicester. So if that's true, then we've got a great signing there in a position where we need where we need cover certainly, but um, to to shake up what's probably quite a stale midfield. But we'll, we'll see with Everton again. I'm not I'm not expecting miracles okay. in the first for sure.
0: Um, Ryan,
3: Chelsea. Yeah.
0: I, put, I put them down as kind of chasing because I'm a bit unsure where to stand on Chelsea. They've bought, uh, and Kanti and Batishoyi, however you pronounce that, um, who scored 23 goals and 10 assists last season. You would kind of think that with Jose gone, um, Chelsea are looking to push back into the top four or challenge for the title, but they've just signed an even more bonkers Jose as their manager, haven't they? I mean, Conte versus. Costa or Conta versus a uh, I can't be bothered to run around that much hazard
2: Yeah I mean it's a difficult one because I was expecting more of an upheaval than there has been and um, the first couple of games were the same formation as last season he's only just really starting to experiment with the four-two-four. I think people were expecting a three-five-two, bearing in mind that Chelsea don't exactly have any full backs left apart from Ivanovic and Equator we've just let Baba Rahman go on loan and you know that will be the other thing as well the loan army will continue to grow which is an annoying thing about Chelsea Football Club because we let 40 players worth of talent potentially go elsewhere Um, it's going to be interesting I think we need a few more signings we definitely need two defenders Terry as good as Terry has been in the past him and Cahill as a partnership is not trustworthy Zoom is still taking a while to get back and I wouldn't trust Ivanovic as centre-back. And the prices that Napoli are looking for Koulaby and Lukaku as a striker. But I assume if we want Lukaku, Costa's going to have to go. I, I'd, I'd expect. But, again, it's, it's all up in the air at the moment. It's very difficult to decide where I think we're going to finish.
0: Yeah. I mean, Fabregas, is, um, he's got that red card against Liverpool dealing the pre-season friendly, so he's obviously wanting to make some kind of impression.
2: Yeah, whether it's the right one or not, it... it from what I've seen, he's been on double sessions. Um, Conte's come in and he's pretty much, you trying to get everyone super, super, super fit. Um, I think Conte is a massive signing. I think he'll, we, we've needed that sort of Makoeli type player, even a bit like Essien. We've needed a player like that for a while. Mikel has never cut it. Yeah. And I think Chelsea's best success has been by having a player like that in the side. Matic in his first season back style. And um, so, That's the best signing we could have made. Okay. Lukaku I'm still unsure on. Really? Well, a lot of people have said this about, because obviously the whole Pogba thing with letting him go on a free and then buying him back. A lot of people are saying obviously Chelsea let Lukaku go for 28 and potentially buying him back for 65.
0: That's not an insignificant amount though, is it? 28 million. Which,
2: well, no, it's definitely not. Um. But Lukaku's a very good striker. He's he's only second to Aguero, I think, in goals scored in the in the period they're looking at. I think he'll be a very good striker. I can't see how spending sixty five million on Lukaku is going to work with playing him and Costa up front with Hawaii who cost thirty million, yeah. also in the team. And I think that will take a lot from Bertrand Torreare, who's looked very very good.
0: Okay, Colin, you get the short straw. You get Southampton to talk about in this little
1: group. Um, oh, this would be. This will be quick then.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I did do. I did ask Alex, um, Southampton fan Alex. He said, we are the best. Uh, recruitment seems good, especially Hogeberg. Uh No new striker is okay as long as a new deal and Rodriguez is coming back and the sales make sense too. Um, they've got this policy, haven't they, where they keep selling their best players. Pele's gone to um, China, Saido Marnie's gone to Liverpool, Wanyama's gone. They've done this year upon year for the last three or four years. Can they keep doing this and surviving? Oh, and they signed Nathan Redmond, who you said about two years ago, would be the next big thing.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a good signing. Um, I think Southampton will do what Southampton always do. I mean, they've got a, they've got a system and it works. Um, they've lost Cumin, which is which is a loss. Um, Everton's game. but I think they'll be there thereabouts again. Sixth last season um, in the Europa League. I think at best you know again qualifying for Europe and, and maybe an outside chance of a cup competition if they decide to take it seriously um, I, I can't really see them threatening the title or anything like that no.
0: what do you guys reckon to the manager because I I was very much who's he um, you probably know a bit more than I do but he won the league untitling with Monaco didn't he um, quite a while ago Champions League semi-final with Lyon and got Nice to fourth last season um, Mark, what do you reckon,
3: Tim? Southampton have done all right with their last few recruitments in the manager's job, so you have to suspect that they maybe have got another decent one here. They've got a decent decent team, got decent players there for sure. Um, I would expect them to be top half of the table again.
0: Yeah, you don't think this policy of constantly selling people is going to come back and bite them in the bum?
3: so far it hasn't let's see where it goes but they've certainly played the transfer market very well and of course they're renowned for having a very good youth set up that produces decent players yeah
0: okay do you want to talk about Marko Nortovic
3: do I? well I don't know do you as soon as he broke your heart the other week well he didn't break my heart I said it would be a good signing if we got it it was quite a surprise one because it's not a it's not a position in the team that we need filled I think I, I think it may be the first and certainly not the last time Everton used as a Bargaining chip for players who are looking for a new contract. If you notice that we were linked to Gilky Sigurdsson in the press only, uh, and lo and behold, he signed a new contract with Swansea two or three days later. So, uh, I think I think that's just the, the way it goes when um, you know a, new, a club suddenly comes into money. So, I think our name will be linked with a lot of players who, not surprisingly, don't arrive at Everton.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Stoke have signed Allen for thirteen million, haven't they? What do you guys make of that? That's... Is that quite an insightful signing for Stoke? Um, is that good for Liverpool to let him go? I
3: think I think it'll be good business for Liverpool in terms of the money difference he's back for a player who was only a bench player, and I think he'll do reasonably well at Stoke at the price in the modern market. So yeah. I think everybody will probably think that'll be a decent um, signing all round.
0: Ryan Connolly, what do you reckon?
1: Um, it's it's one of those that's neither here nor there, really. I, I don't I don't think it's going to make. It's a good sign for Stoke. I don't think uh, Liverpool are going to be crying about losing him that much. Um, I don't know what Ryan has got to say, but I, I I just did actually want Chris to to ask Mark a question. Maybe maybe we after Ryan's had his little say.
0: No, go on. That's it, Neil.
1: Well, yeah, it's a question about um, Everton, obviously, mm-hmm. and Mark, you know better than me. Um, last season, I got laughed at because I said Newcastle would be in trouble, and there were. Mm. Um, now, I'm not saying that's the same case with Everton, but mm. I'm concerned that Everton haven't signed anybody, especially with the, the, the investment that you've got in the club. You've got mm-hmm. Kuman, and I'm imagining he might be frustrated at that. Mm. The potential to lose Stones, who I think will go possibly Lukaku. Um, I think Everton in a bit of trouble. Are they? It could. I, I'm thinking they're going to be bottom half. I don't think they could get. They're not going to get relegated, but mm. I think they could be on a bit of a sticky wicket. Am, well, am it, I just making that up?
3: Uh, no, uh, no. I, I see what you mean, and, and, and I follow enough people on Twitter, for example, who are Evertonians. Who, who you know, you get the same um, spectrum of. Very sensible people and idiots all the same. And a lot of people are getting a little bit nervous that we haven't really signed anybody except this guy from Aston Villa. I think it's all going to depend on the next few weeks in the transfer market. And I think the, the Johnstones transfer, when it happens, as long as it happens quickly, could be the catalyst for a two or three in, two or three out kind of thing. It's, I think it's all maybe a little bit, a bit of a block at the minute, um, knowing what's going to happen. <clears throat> I think um it's not necessarily the players I think a lot of it is the mentality and the um, the all that sort of thing the coaching that I think is going to make a big difference to Everton but that will also take a lot of time to turn around what was a um, whatever Martinez did to a lot of those players and you I can I've already seen a couple of the the preseason games and in the likes of Morales and De Feo, one or two others you can see that there's, there's a different response, from a, a better response from those players to whatever kuman's doing. So that's a good start. Uh, for, as for finishing bottom half, there's so many teams who who are all within, who are going to finish within four or five points of each other from anywhere from about 7th or 8th to 13th or 14th in that league. And it only takes one or two results to finish 9th or to finish 14th. And Everton could very well be in that position again. It's going to take two or three signings perhaps to make us not be one of those teams in the group just below mid-table. You're right, we won't struggle, but I also don't think we're really anywhere near being able to challenge for the top four just yet. And one thing I would say quickly before we move on to something else um, is that I think the new owners realise that this is a long-term project, we need a stadium, we need this, we need several other things. Uh, It's not just a case of throwing money at whoever the biggest name player is at the time who's available.
0: Okay. Um And Ryan, do you want to say something nice about West Ham?
3: Yes.
2: They're, they're managing to keep Payet, which is, I think that was a very big fear, sort of, especially after the first couple of games of the Euros. Um, I'm surprised there haven't been sort of big money offers made. Maybe they've made it clear and maybe nothing's come out. Maybe there have been bids behind the scenes. Um, I really rate West Ham. They had a really good season last year. I think Bilic is the right manager for them. He clearly cares about, clearly cares about the players, and I mean, it's sort of. I'm not sure what sort of signings they've made, and um, the, their squad. I think that they had beforehand was pretty good. They suffered a lot with injuries. I think they'll probably be where they were last season.
0: I had a little look at some of the players they signed. I hadn't heard of any of them. Um, that might say an awful lot more about me than the players. Uh, but this is their first season at the new ground. They um, work so hard to fund and invest in themselves. <laughs> Um I seem to get the feeling that last season towards the end they were a little bit unlucky like offside goals give that should have been given weren't or shouldn't have been given that were and penalties they should have had and little bits like that were they I that's what I seem to remember is that
2: right Yeah I think that they were very unlucky I think as I said they had a couple of injuries and sort of the you know Ana Valencia and people like that and you think if a couple of things went their way, you know, the goals, there were a couple of games where they really got some bad decisions. If a couple of things got a different way, they might have finished even better. You know, they, they were pushing right until the end, apart from those sort of last few weeks where things started to, to go wrong for them. But they've got the same squad of players that were so successful last year. And it, it, I can't see a reason why they can't continue that momentum.
0: No? Okay. Right, well, we'll talk about Liverpool then, and then we'll start getting on towards sort of the teams of the bottom half, because um, we'll rattle on through some of those. So, uh, Liverpool have signed quite a few players. They bought Matip and Grulich back in January, um, who are now going to make their debut. Saido Marne, um, George Van uh, Karius, they bought, and they bought Alex Manninger as well. Though so they did miss out on Mario Goetze. So, what I'm just wondering from this is. Liverpool haven't got any European football this season, so they've only got the 38 Premier League games to worry about, plus whatever far they do in the Cups. Then, what are Liverpool about? Are Liverpool looking to finish top four, or are they sort of happily mid-table?
2: Well, I don't know. What You're what You you, could, you know, you're the you're the other Liverpool expert here. Uh,
0: I'm kind of thinking that maybe... I'm th- kind of thinking they're sort of fifth and sixth. Is everybody else thinking the same thing?
2: Probably, uh, none of the signings they've made have really blown me away I think the Mane ones, I think it's been priced I think Southampton have definitely got a lot of money from that deal That I don't think they probably should have got Um, But, you know, Wijnaldum, okay Nothing sort of thing, this is our marquee signing You know, like Pogba will be for Manchester United You know, There's no sort of, look at us, we're really making a statement this year yeah,
0: okay. Right, well, let's talk about teams at the bottom half of the table, and we'll... Um, uh, um, sorry. Distracted by something, then. Um, <laughs> we'll get them to the teams at the bottom half of the table. So the three that came up, um, hold look at absolute basket case, don't they? They've got no manager. No manager seems to particularly want to go there. Um... They've been linked with Maxi Lopez of well, Torino, I think he is. Um, he of the wife who ran off with Mario Ricardi, and then his son. They've made it from AFC Wimbledon. Anyone think Hull won't go down? They've got to, haven't
2: they? Surely. Yeah.
1: What are you say, Colin? Y- you're absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely spot on, uh, Chris, with what you said, and and, and Ryan as well. Um no manager. I think one of the problems is that their owner is a little bit crazy. Obviously, this is a guy who wants to change the name to the Tigers. I think he I don't wants to sell as well, doesn't he? Ever. Yeah, he's, he's, he's put it up for sale if if anybody wants to come in. Um, I don't really know why Steve Bruce left. Obviously, he was considered for the England job. And maybe that just stuck in the jaw of the owner a little bit. But maybe he shot himself in the foot. Because at least you know what you've got with Steve Bruce. Well, you've got a manager. Um, The hot rumour is that the the new manager is going to be Gianfranco Zola. Uh, um, Not too sure about that one. Um, But yeah, it just seems like you've got a club here who's not not really investing in staying in the Premier League. Um, So yeah, I've personally put them to finish bottom.
0: I think so as well. I think they're sort of on a hiding from nothing. I think... The fact that Steve Bruce walked away and apparently he didn't want any severance payment or anything like that maybe shows what kind of a basket case Hull are. Um, I don't think the, mo- the owner particularly wants to invest, to be fair to him, either. I don't think he's looking to sell. Well,
2: but, yeah, if he's looking to sell, he's not going to want to spend any more money on it, is he, I guess?
0: No, exactly. Um, Middlesbrough, I think, of all the teams that have come up, they've done all right, haven't they? have done alright have not they they signed Victor Valdez, uh, Antonio Antonia of Valencia, uh, Gaston Ramirez they've finally got, and... Um, and this one, Alvaro Negredo, who I thought was quite unlucky to leave Manchester City, he's joined them. I think he's been quite a good signing.
2: I think at a club where the pressure's not on as much, I think he'll he'll shine. You know, he'll be one of those strikers that flies under the radar a little bit um, and will pick up goals. You know, Negredo was very unlucky at Manchester City. I think you're right, and I think he'll, he, you know, he'll pick up. He, he won't be top goal scorer by any stretch, but. Will definitely do a good job for them.
0: He got 23 goals in 48 games for Man City. Uh, Mark and Colin, do you reckon it could be the difference between them staying up or, or, or going down?
1: Well, well my initial thought on Middlesbrough is that they've been out of the top flight for so long, and people may say, "Oh, are Middlesbrough a big club or not," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think they're desperate to stay in the Premier League now, uh, and I think they'll throw money at it to stay in. They're not, they're not gonna set the world alight, but I think they just want to avoid releg- relegation because it's been that long now, and they've been trying so, so hard and it's actually a really well-run club um, so I th- think, yeah make good signings, I think they're going to make some more uh, um, I could see them probably piling in with money in the January transfer window as well um, sorry, a moth just ran into my hair <laughs> while I was talking about. Right, Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> Yes, uh, it is it is like the World Cup final, yeah. Are we gonna um, get a load of load, um, like,
0: fake moth accounts? Collins Moth Twitter
1: accounts. Yeah, Collins Moth, it's alright. I haven't got much hair, so it's it's escaped. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I uh, I, I fancy Middlesbrough to do alright actually this year. Um just because got, i have got I think they're just so scared about being back in the championship again. So um I'd take them for saying no. Oh. I think they'll do a Bournemouth I think they'll Mm. they'll have a good
2: sort of you know a good run they'll pick up the relevant points that they need and then they'll they'll have a sort of a a consistent season where yeah they don't do fantastically but also they don't do terribly
0: yeah Um, apparently it's Alex Ferguson Mark always said don't choose the club choose the chairman and that's what they said about Steve Gibson
3: well that yeah I mean Gibson's about as good a chairman as you can get I think
0: yeah okay um right, let's talk about the other team that's got promoted and Burnley, a bit of a yo-yo-y kind of club possibly. Uh if Sean Dice wasn't English with um a mad voice and ginger hair, would he be getting a bit more respect? Yes. Yeah.
3: Sean yeah, D uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he's I think I think he's he's obviously a very good manager at that club and at that level. Um I think they'll make a very good fist of it again. I think they'll win a lot of admirers. But ultimately, I think they'll fall short again. You think they shut right down, do you? I just don't think they'll be able to attract good enough players to Burnley to to keep them up. No? No. Okay. I've never
0: been to Burnley, so...
3: I don't mean the town. I mean the club. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've only ever passed through <laughs> I've only ever passed Stupid. So I'm not going to
2: cast any aspersions on the place.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I,
2: don't, I don't. know how many footballers are to Burnley, don't you dare? Oh, I bet they do. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: they've lost Jerry Barton. Is that a big loss? No, They're,
1: I think, they, I think red, he's a red. Card,
2: the, their red card count might go down, but you know. No, neither. No,
0: you he's, he's up
1: that. He's up that level. Is. He, he was championship level and um, he's at Rangers now isn't he yeah yeah. I mean when a, when a player goes to the SPL you know it's, that's, that's a sign isn't it yeah are they really right for the Premier League I think that's the question no fair enough well, I, I was thinking rubbish well yeah
0: so you think they're quite happy just to yo-yo up and down and keep taking the parachute payments and bumble along
1: I think they'll stay up this year do you
0: well buy a lot or mm-hmm. sort of skin in their teeth mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just about, just about stale. Yeah, I think there's worse teams.
0: Uh, yes, I'm looking at a couple here. I think you might well be right, Mark. You reckon they're going down? Uh,
3: who's that? Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, you. A moth. Sorry. The moth. The moth's going down on me. Sorry, I was.
0: <laughs> Are you two together? But Ernie and Wise sat in bed skyping. Burn- Burnley. 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 Are Burnley going to stay up?
3: No, no. I said before Burnley are going to go oh, down. Oh, did
0: you? Sorry. It was Ryan that I meant. Sorry. Ryan,
2: Burnley. i <laughs> they
0: going
2: uh, up I, I, down? I, I don't know. I'm right. fine. This whole thing's spiraled out of control. Uh, <laughs> I think they'll go down. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Crystal Palace, I put in this sort of bracket of possibly going down because of the sort of finished they had last season. Um, they signed Andres Townsend. They signed Stephen Danner from Marseille. James Tompkins is a bit of a bargain with ten million. Um... Here's a litany of players they've let go. Uh Paddy McCarthy, Emmanuel Adebayor, Breda Hangeland, and Marion Schumach. Um Are they I think they're in Europe, aren't they, because Manchester United got into Europe by other means. So um are they gonna be distracted by Europe and uh, have they improved that they must have improved that squad from what they who they've let go. But they got the Pardew second half of the season factor,
2: haven't they? Absolutely, they'll get distracted. I don't think that squad's called... Big enough or strong enough to to compete on two fronts, um, yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace. I think that's why they're throwing all this money around. Mm. They think they need to buy some players in pretty quick. And, and why they think they can attract the players they're bidding for, I don't know. Um, but you know, that's that's just me. Crystal Palace. I think they they can be a good team. They've got a few good players, but Pardew just keeps losing it. Just, I don't know if he knows what he's doing with it, really.
0: Is he going to be there at the end of the season, do
2: you think? I think he'll be one of the first casualties. Do you? Mm.
1: Okay. What do you two guys think? Well, anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I'm a massive uh, Alan Pardew fan. Um, I trust him a lot. I think he's a really good manager. I think he's massively underrated. And I think Crystal Palace will be top half. Yeah. I, I don't doubt Alan Pardew at all. I th- I think he's... As Ryan said, he's a a little bit of a loose cannon. He's he's an interesting character, but but, um, I think he's potentially, dare I say this, the the best English manager in the Premier League. Maybe maybe I didn't say that. Maybe (laughs) there's not that many English managers in the Premier League. (laughs) Well, Sam Allardyce is. Well, there isn't,
0: though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's the only one. Oh, no, Sean Dyche. No, he's not as good as Sean Dyche. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, Mark David Moyes, he's gone to Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got rid of Danny.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sunderland are they going Sorry. down?
1: Sorry, I couldn't help myself.
0: Is that is that a moth? Has it found a, a part of you hitherto unknown?
3: Um,
1: let, let Mark have the first say. Mark, Mark <laughs> knows uh, David Moyes better than buddy.
3: Um, I think Moyes will just carry on uh, pretty much where Allardyce left off. I think it's they they definitely need to invest in some decent players, so they're not in the same conundrum that they are every single uh, predicament. Sorry, not conundrum. They're not in the same predicament that they are every single season. Whereby they appoint a new manager, they get to Christmas, they're in the shit, they sack him, and then they bring somebody into firefight. They've got David Moyes in who did a, a great job at a similar club and in a similar point in time when he first went to Everton um, and, and turned that around over a very long period of time. Whether Sunderland will give him the same period of time to do something similar, I doubt very much. Um, but Sunderland will again be a bottom six or seven team, although I suspect that they will, Moyes might get them to the point where they're not actually real relegation candidates, but they never pulled too far away from that.
0: Well, Colin, you'd be pleased to know uh, that um, Sunderland fans were pleased to know that they've been linked with Maran Flaney and Adnan Ganezai to help them.
1: Well, I I had a giggle at Sunderland, but I I, I didn't mean it that way. Uh, um, Let me make it perfectly clear. I I do not rate Sam Allardyce. If If I were Sunderland fans, I'd think you've just won the lottery because you've got rid of a shit manager and you've replaced him with a good one in David Moyes he's a much better manager than Sam Allardyce um, so I, I think Sunderland will be okay nothing nothing special but I think for Sunderland to get David Moyes is a bit of a coup to be honest uh, um, yeah he had his bad times at Manchester United but yeah I think he, he'll suit him right down to the ground um, so yeah I, I think they're going to be alright you know yeah, OK. Um, not brilliant, not brilliant, but surviving.
0: They'll be all right. They're kind of like a 15th kind of team. OK. Brian, uh, Swansea. they bought Fandell yeah. and tonight, haven't they?
2: That's a, it's a good signing. Oh, it's a two-year a, deal, I think, isn't it? That's a cracking signing, isn't it? It'll definitely... He, I think he suits that type of club as well, where he'll be able to just... Uh, again, it's similar to... Um, a couple of other people have said about, or like Negredo, sorry, is you know a club where really all you have to do is just focus on scoring goals and not sort of having to worry about the pressures. Effectively, he's a great striker. He'll score. He'll score goals for fun if he's given the chances. He'll, he'll put them away, no problem. Mm. Um, so it's a huge signing. Swansea have just got to be careful. I mean, Sigurdsson on a new deal, I think, is pretty much like a new signing to them because he's such a consistent oh. performer for them. Um, I think you'll be. I think I think they'll be okay. They won't light the, the league on fire again, but I think they'll be okay. They had a bit of a wobble, but I think the ship is steadied. So, yeah,
0: okay. Um, is this a season of transition or survival, or you reckon they're going to be all right?
2: Transition, I'd yeah. say.
0: All yeah. right, Mark. Uh, you very nearly bought. Not you, Everton. Very nearly bought Ashley Williams. Mm. That would have been a great signing for you, and it could have been the death knell for Swansea, couldn't it?
3: Yep. I agree on both points. I think it would have been a very good signing, despite the price for, for somebody of his age. I think he's exactly what a lot of pretty decent Premier League teams need, is that type of centre-half. Um, but, yeah, I think you take him out of that Swansea team, and I think they could struggle. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, right, we've got three more teams to go, chaps. So we'll zip through these. Who wants to talk about Watford?
3: Um, I, I, I've got a feeling they might struggle this year.
0: I do as well. Matt Sarri, he's got He had a decent win percentage in turn, Napoli, didn't he? Um, but mm. I think they're going to struggle with him.
3: Yeah, they might be the ones to suffer most from the second season syndrome.
0: Yes, I think you're right. Colin, what do you reckon to Watford?
1: Uh, well, just quick. Well, shout-out to Alan Marshall, who sent us his predictions. He's a Watford fan. and He, he said that he thinks they will finish 15th. Hmm. Um I'm not sure about Watford. Um everybody was a little bit negative about them last season and they 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 were great. Um I I, I don't think there'll be any problems for them this year. I mean again sort of mid-table potentially sort of like top of the bottom half maybe. Um but yeah, I I think Watford have got a good setup as a club. You know, um it's owned by, by the Potsey family, isn't it? That's and right. they've got, you know, fingers in a few different pies. Um, but whatever system they've got going is is working for them, and, and I, I think it'll work again this season.
0: Yeah? Okay. Um, West Bromwich, I can't even bother to talk about West Bromwich, Alvin. Can anybody else? They just sort of... West Bromwich are so they? Yeah. i feel just... If I was a West Bromwich Hello, Birmingham!
2: I don't know if it's their manager or what. He's just... Oh.
0: Yeah, if I was a West Brom fan, I'd feel so deflated at this point. All they signed is Matt Phillips from QPR. He's a decent player, but, God, it, I wouldn't be happy coming forward this season. Would any of you guys, if you're some,
2: a West Brom fan. But you'd just be so bored of Barahino talk. Just either sell him or play him. Yeah, it seems a bit cruel keeping just, in there. Just do something with him. And
0: then you've got Sacco coming in with Rondon up front, like some kind of two giant Mount Everest's up front for you. I wouldn't be very happy if I was West Brom. Anybody else thinking West Brom would do anything this season?
1: No, of course not. No. <laughs> Colin? Silence speaks volumes. <laughs> it does. It does.
0: Right, we're almost there. That's one. Bournemouth. Um, speaking of second season syndromes, um, Bournemouth are trying to do their very best to avoid that. They got rid of Elphick, Matt Ritchie... Um, and Lee Tomlin have all gone who were kind of the beating heart of the team but they have signed Jordan Ive and Brad Smith amongst others from Liverpool for a combined 21000000 million they've got Lewis Cook from is it Leeds Colin it is indeed yeah Nathan I can't, what can you tell us about Lewis Cook
1: he is um, um, an England under-21 player um, massively rated uh, it's a real shame that he left Leeds um, he could pretend to be England's international, he's going to make a lot of defenders look a little bit silly um, and he can do all sorts of things in midfield he can score goals and he can also um, create chances, so a real loss for Leeds but I think he was the I think he might have been voted, he was definitely voted the player of the year for Leeds he might have been voted the best young player in the championship I think, um, and so Bournemouth have got an absolute steal. Um, so, yeah, he's he's one to look out for.
0: OK. Um, Mark, I'm very surprised they've not signed a goalkeeper because they seem to have a few howlers last season, didn't they?
1: Mm-hmm. Who's
3: their goalie? Boric.
0: Boric and is it... Federici. Oh, Federici, that was it. I knew you had an Italian
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there you go. Those two are both renowned for dropping players. Yeah. I, um... I, think, Bournemouth, I think Bournemouth will also be down where you expect them to be. Uh, I think Matt Matt Ritchie was a, is a big loss for them because I I liked him as a player. I think he was very good um for Bournemouth and I think he's a a steal for Newcastle.
0: I do wonder why they let him go. It does seem really mm. strange, doesn't it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they maybe they have to balance the books. I don't know. I know they've got a rich Russian owner, but still. So um yeah, again it's um it's going to be about the home record for Bournemouth. Maybe again they'll be just good enough but I think they're going to be in the bottom four or five again.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, That's it. We've gone through them all. Everyone's still alive, awake? Still here. Still here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Anything else anybody wants to mention or share or talk
1: about? Did we want to give maybe our bottom three top top ones or anything like that? Or should we leave that for another day?
3: Uh... Yeah, come on, Colin, you've got to go dogging,
1: haven't you?
2: <laughs> Just, I think what there's, there's so it? much there's so much to change though in the yeah, Premier
1: League. It, it's Thursday, yeah, I have, yeah. Dogging. <laughs> what what night is cock or no cock?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure.
1: You
3: asked that
1: Robert Huth about that one. Yeah. In your house, Chris, it's <laughs> every night. <laughs> Listen, it's D Wobber Funny. I've missed a Pub quiz. What about cock or no cocker in real life? <laughs> <laughs> no, real life pub quiz. I missed it.
0: Have you? I think everyone cheats yeah. anyway these yeah. days. Super fairy animals did a song called "Text Messaging Is Destroy the Pub Quiz."
1: And they were right. Yeah, you know who the worst are at that? Who? Students. Really? Students. Yeah, Yeah, they're all. I can it. vouch for that.
0: <laughs> right. Is this? A, do you t- do these every week? Do you pub quizzes?
1: Me? Well, I'm no. not doing it this week, am I? No. <laughs> no, are you in some pub quiz team, you? No, so normally I just turn up and just try oh. and have a go on my own. Do you? Oh, I've got no, no plans. Oh that's, that's... <laughs> oh, that's pretty sad, actually. Like, what, what a terrible way to end. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, don't be like that. It's, it's, it's all right, it's all right. I hold my own. I hold my own. Wow. Are we, are we, are we back to talk or no cock again?
2: Funny podcast. Ah...
0: Well, yeah. I tell you what, uh, next Thursday, you go down and do this pub quiz and have us on Skype. That's kind of us there. We'll yeah, help you. Use
1: phones again, isn't it, to say it's cheating.
0: Mm, I suppose. That's a really sad image in which to end this podcast.
1: I, I can Im- oh, imagine we, we, we could be a great pub quiz team. Do you not know oh, think? I think, got... about football I think we've got the magic. I think so.
0: I can do football and cock or no cock. That's those two covered.
3: Wow, you should you should audition for pointless with uh, those specialized subjects.
0: <laughs> what an episode you you that a would ma-
2: be, Mastermind, <laughs> sort of like what's your specialist subject? Oh, cock or no cock? God, yes. All it be is like two minutes of them showing me
0: pictures
1: of me saying yes or no. <laughs> not no, not yes or no, but. <laughs> And tonight on Eggheads, who who wants to be nominated for the Cock or No Cock round? Great. <laughs> hey, Chris is in.
0: Yay. Yeah, me and Robert Huth will play. <laughs> right. <laughs> on that note, we are going to leave that one. Is anyone going to get anything else they want to mention about the football before they go?
3: No, let's get the rock okay. out of here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think you're right. Um, right, okay. Right, right, if anybody wants to follow you, how do they go about doing that? Uh, My Twitter handle is at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman. Colin, if they want to join you in a pub quiz, how do they follow you on Twitter?
1: It's at Lovejoy. No, sorry, I'm confused. No, it's (laughs) at Cats707.
0: Okay. Mark, if they want to join you for a circle jerk.
3: Um, My address is, I mean, uh, my Twitter handle is at the Football Pink.
0: At the Football Pink, okay. Um, Issue 13 out soon, is it?
3: Yeah, in about two weeks'
0: time. <laughs> oh, super. Okay, no problem. Uh, right. Well, we'll be back um, soon. I don't know how soon we'll be back. We'll, we'll be doing uh, programs throughout the season, episodes throughout the season. You can follow us at Man on the Post. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at that. You can follow us on Instagram on that. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can review us on iTunes and reviews on ACast. We've still got any fridge magnets left, Colin?
1: Uh, I think we might be out of fridge magnets. We might have to think about another another potential. Potential gift a calendar oof um maybe like a pen but, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> pen <laughs> okay well, what, what are you thinking like about a Pirelli calendar from Man of the post
0: yeah we could do something like that can we <laughs>
1: <laughs> like calendar girls or something yeah yeah hide it behind a plant pot or something yeah yeah
0: exactly alright okay Um, but you can leave us a five star review Uh, all very much appreciated very much um, uh, welcome for us as well and if you like what you hear you can also do that on ACAST as well like I say Uh, uh, all that remains to be said is thank you so much guys thanks bye thank you Chris and always remember to keep your man on the post